Happy Take It Off Tuesday. I'm your stylish host, Sandarji. If you were listening to last week's episode on air, I am very sorry. It was a repeat episode. I was busy. It was 4th of July. Excuses, excuses. But you can check out all of my old episodes on my podcast. As for tonight's episode, I'm super excited because we have these two guests who started Starland Swap, which is a clothing exchange in Savannah, and you know I love local. Also, I have had a menage a trois in a while, so this will be this will be fun. It'll be a refresh. Also, at the end of this episode, I talk about the fashion news of the week, and you know I couldn't do this without talking about Sheen's factory influence tour. Not to be shady also get into the barbie premiere conspiracy theories also get into my trend predictions for 2023 so without further ado let's get into it i'm not going to butcher their name so i will let them introduce themselves who wants to go first i'll go first my name is katie rogers hubbard my name is day toscano who came up with this idea because i you know (laughs) I've been in the South for a little bit, and, you know, my thighs have grown a little bit, so I have a bunch of clothes that are just basically begging to be freed from the shackles of my closet that I would love to come in and trade in. Who was, like, the mastermind behind this? Well, I think in short, neither of us. Yeah. Okay. I, that, <laughs> I would Sadly, love to yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we both were like independently were having mm-hmm. the idea of like we're seeing people doing clothing swaps more on a larger yeah. scale. Um, a lot of times it just happens in like friends' homes, but yes. um, not not a lot of my friends are the same size as me, so that doesn't always benefit. We have that problem. And so I think we independently yeah. were like, oh, this could be a good thing. Um, and then my company, Lightfoot Company, did like a, a swap in, back in September, and that was the first one kind of organizationally that we did. And right after that, we kind of got together knowing that. Between both of us, we could both meet different age groups and different um, and be able to have more people incorporated in the swaps. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, I had seen it like swaps have been around for a while. Like they've people have been doing them for a long time. I'd seen it on like TikTok, funny enough. Um, I have that. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is amazing because I love all the aspects of thrifting. I love like trading clothes with all of my best friends and things like that and I wanted something that was just bigger scale and something that kind of cut out the need to purchase something new instead of like you know like the donation part and all that it's just it can get really tricky and so I wanted to be able to do something like a swap but bigger scale and kind of market it to all the SCAD kids. I used to go to SCAD. I graduated two years ago. Congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, I stayed in Savannah. I love Savannah. I love how small and focused the community is together. And so I just knew that this would be something that would catch on really well. And then I realized that Katie was already doing it. And so I'd gone to one of her swaps back in September. And then I was like, I could definitely pull in some more SCAD kids and like let's make an Instagram and make it a thing. Oh my gosh. So you guys didn't know each other before then? We did. Yeah, Yeah. we knew each other because we're both in the same neighborhood as far as like where we work and what we're doing. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. now do you work at a different business other than Lightfoot Company? So I actually don't even work at Lightfoot Company. Oh. Lightfoot is like where Katie comes in, and then I'm over at Starland Strange, which we're neighbors. I'm right next door to her. And then, yeah. I love the mm-hmm. ice cream there. Yes. Clearly my thoughts love the <laughs> ice cream there. <laughs> but for those, before I met you guys, that was the first time I had ever heard of a of a swap or anything like that. I'd never even seen it on TikTok, which is surprising because wow, yeah. I'm very addicted. <laughs> Until now, Me your too. algorithm yeah, is about yeah. to change. <laughs> Hopefully, they're not listening. But well, I don't mind if they are. But <laughs> what is it for people who don't even know? Because I didn't know. Yeah, so uh, a swap are commonly clothing swaps are the most common. We're mm-hmm. trying to branch out a little bit, mm-hmm. but essentially, um, is like a closed loop way of doing clothes. So typically, you come in with three. Let's just say three items of clothing that you don't wear anymore. You give it to the swap, and then you leave with three items. For free. For, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Oh. Typically, we do like $5. Oh, wait. That day you guys were doing it for free. We were actually doing it for 5 yeah. Well, Really? Yeah. Some of them. Yeah, because we're, we're trying to like buy more hangers, buy yeah. more clo- you know clothing racks. Oh, and, thank God. Yeah. yeah. We were talking. So I was in a booth over, and I was like, can you believe they're doing it for free? And then she, my our program director was like, I know they're saints. Can you believe them? We need to talk to them. <laughs> 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 okay, but that makes it five bucks is still yeah, still, still relatively cheap. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but there's some. I know there's some items where you know someone might think this is wonderful. I have this top. It has a spaghetti stain, but you know it means the world to me. My Grammy gave it to me. How do you tell them? You know, you gotta let it go. We try to market it as like no stains, no mm-hmm. holes, like things that you would still wear. Like, this is not a chance to throw things away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have had programs where you can bring textiles that are no mm-hmm. longer wearable. You can pair up with different yeah. organizations for that. But, yeah, we just try to phrase it like, this is supposed to be a one-for-one swap. So bring something that you would feel comfortable bringing home as well. Yeah. Like, whatever you're putting on the rack should be something. Like, a term we use a lot is, like, well-loved. But, like, again, focusing on the loved, like something that you're still, is still in season, something that you would still wear, but now you want someone else to wear it because maybe you haven't reached for that top in like two months off of your rack because you've worn it a bunch and then you're kind of like over it now and you want someone else to have a chance to wear it. Um, and so, yeah, we, but we do, we have, um, for love and, and four days, four yeah. days, four days that, um, does take the clothes that do have holes and stains on them. Have you ever had to tell someone this, this top or this pants are a little bit unlovable i'm sure you don't use that word we try to do more of the education on the front and Mm -hmm. we really try to put it on the individual to make that decision um i think that once we still progress and this becomes bigger we will have to have more of those conversations Mm -hmm. but we try to do more of like here's what we accept and we really hope that the person will be honest about that some of the things were like, oh, actually, we are not taking T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Ten, people tend to not ever want a T-shirt in a swap. Yeah. Um, like just a normal graphic tee. Yeah. You know, if it has like a fun band maybe. But mm-hmm. like some people were like bringing their high school PE shirt. I'm like, nobody <laughs> wants yeah. that. Like nobody's <laughs> trading their like. But they had so many memories in it. I mean, they probably yeah. got their first kiss in it. Yeah. Like it's- Let's find Turn another another yeah. place, for <laughs> okay. but the place isn't the swap. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys noticed any shifts or trends in the things that people are bringing in, um, or like what's most popular? Can you tell if someone brings in an item that's going to go quick? 
Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. But honestly, I've been kind of shocked and it's changed my viewpoint on it. Um, there's some pieces that like I've even brought that I'm like, I don't know if these are going to do well, but it's nice to just have pieces on the rack just mm-hmm. so that there's a variety. Because again, kind of to what you were saying before with being a little pickier with stuff, like we don't want holes or stains, but again, we want this to be a big thing. So we kind of want a bunch of pieces and you never know what someone's style is or what someone's going to pick up, especially with like the different trends now and thrifting. Like there are some t-shirts that work, like a t-shirt with a random word on it that's like kind of quirky yeah. could work. It's like more the branded like high school t-shirts that we're not taking, but um, like there's pieces that I brought them like maybe this won't work and I'll just take it off the rack later. But then it ends up going. So it's really just such a broad range. Everyone has different style. Everyone can style something differently. They might even take it to crop or like upcycle themselves, something like that. Mm, I've done that too with thrifting before. If I like something, but it just doesn't fit right or I feel like it can be tweaked Mm -hmm. a bit, I'll try that. And you talk about everyone having different styles. How would you guys define your own personal style? Okay, she doesn't want to go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would probably define my personal style as I'm very, I tend to gravitate towards a lot of colors. Okay. Um, I like to mix a lot of pieces. Honestly, if I'm like, I'm a SCAD kid, true and true. Like, I feel like we all know what a SCAD kid looks like walking down the street in Savannah, Georgia. I have definitely adapted and I am that like typical SCAD kid with a ton of rings on, um, like thrifted sneakers and like just a weird combination of like a long skirt with a jersey, something like that, you know, like something. It sounds very fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love to dress fun and I love that I work in an environment that I can dress fun in every everyday life. Like I don't need to have the pencil skirt and the white button up. I can wear something totally crazy colorful and it's like more than okay and you don't really stand out in this area yes no which is great i know you're excited to go oh i well i had some time to think (laughs) okay um you know i am in my mid to late 30s so that's not old no it's not it's not i didn't say that (laughs) um but i feel like i i my personality, while it's colorful, I tend to like buy only neutral things. Okay. Like because it's practical, it can go with everything. I I like to do very functional clothes while still trying to feel good in it. Right. So right now, functional means like the smallest shirt possible because it's so hot, <laughs> and you know <laughs> shoes that I can stand all day in in the store mm-hmm. um, while still you know trying to be you know practical, but good in so i had a woman on here i think like two or three weeks ago her name was maria she owns the measure fabric oh yeah Mm -hmm. yes and i was like you know what's your personal style and she was like my personal style (laughs) she was like she was like well i'm in my late 30s i'm about to be 40 so my personal style is really anything right now she's like anything comfortable anything for my own stuff but i'm not into trends and she was like i'm not into like what's new or anything like that and i was like that sounds like a lot of people i know in that group yeah but it's you still can have fun with it and make it your own thing so i like that you guys are doing that do you have any future plans for this or like any goals or dreams you want to do with the swap 
Yeah, a ton. I mean, we just want it to be big, and Savannah is like our main goal. Um, a big thing that we've been working on is I feel like we've kind of now established ourselves as like the clothing swap, and we want to keep that much more broad, that we're doing a lot of different swaps. Um, we have some really fun ones in mind that we're planning on from more towards August and September. Like we had talked about doing a hobby swap, which we're really excited about. What is that? Okay, yeah, so like yeah. Everybody has hobbies that they picked up and then they don't do anymore. Yes. So an example for me is I've been using Slackline. Like my early 20s, my husband and I Slacklined all the time. We have not touched it in six years. It has moved with us three times. Like mm -hmm. why do we still have a Slackline? I'm like that is a hobby that we used to have but we don't use anymore. So let's – it's perfectly good, you know, good set of equipment. So let's yeah. let someone else try that hobby and they, they can bring something that they don't do anymore. The listener is going to judge me for this next question. What is a slack line? Yes, no, that's valid. That's valid. Um, it is basically like a piece of truck strap that you wedge between two trees and then you tightrope walk on it. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that on TikTok. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And they have a slack line club in Forsyth Park mm -hmm. no that, that meets a couple nights a week. And so I'm like, someone there, right? They probably yeah. would use it. Yeah. So that's too. a good one. Yeah. What yeah. other ones can people come and bring in? I mean, it could even be something as simple as like I bought a whole knitting kit um, when like the hurricanes were coming last year. And I was like, okay, when we're out of power and I can't do anything else, I'm going to like force mm. myself to knit. We the hurricanes didn't even really happen. I never sat in the dark <laughs> in my alarm. apartment. Yeah, I never had my like candlelight moment learning to knit in my uh, apartment. So that knitting kit has just sat there for months now. And so I'm definitely going to bring that to our hobby swap. So you could come in wanting a slack line or leaving with a knitting kit. Who knows? That that's not really bad because I also had a knitting kit thanks to COVID. Mm -hmm. And after COVID, it's still there. So yeah. I could probably bring that in too. Yeah, there's so a many COVID, COVID There's a million. <laughs> you might get some trays. You might get some fun pots yeah. and pans. Yeah. You guys will probably get a good number of things. Yeah. The things that you, when you first started this swap, did you bring in your own clothes? Like how did you, you did? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still every once in a while. Yeah, um, Because even sometimes I get something at a swap mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is great. And then I realize I... Did, that maybe didn't fit me like I wanted mm. or I just didn't wear it like I thought I would and yeah. so I'll bring it back or you know like and we're entering a new season like weather wise and yeah. so like mm -hmm. you know we encourage people not to bring sweaters and coats in August and July that's a good and encouragement so in a new season I feel like you bring out a new set of clothes you're like oh I didn't even wear this last year so yeah, 100%, yeah. and then what do you do with the leftover clothes that just no one picks up those we try to donate to different organizations in Savannah. You do? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That was a big goal of the swaps as well was to not just drop everything off to Goodwill um, and mm. like trying to educate, especially like the SCAD kids and my friends. Um, kind of back to what you were just saying with bringing our own clothes. I've had so many friends that are like, oh, well, like I'm just going to do this like big haul to Goodwill. Do you have anything? I'm like, no, please give it to me. I will like hold it <laughs> in my house. Give someone some local. It will sit in like my house until our next swap. Like I would rather take these clothes somewhere that can be a lot more beneficial. Um, and so after our swaps with anything, uh, we'll try to like go through and be like, all right, this has been on the rack for two swaps. It's kind of not good anymore. Like it's just not moving. We make a big bag 
and then we take it to the uh, the city mission down on Bull Street is like one of our big ones, um, the Savannah yeah. Mission. It's right That's, in between both of our mm-hmm. locations. It's in our neighborhood where Starland Swaps is in Starland. Yeah. That's so you guys are so community oriented based. And I know that when we were talking about organizations earlier, you had mentioned Lightfoot Company, mm-hmm. which is a very ethical organization. Please tell us more. How did you even get into this? Yeah, so and, and I kind of even tie that into the the part of the swaps that I'm coming at. Mm-hmm. I think I come at a lot from like the environmental impact of what we think like the fashion industry is. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, just for background, Life Food Company is just a way to reduce your carbon footprint through our everyday purchasing decisions. Not to get like stressed out about what the government isn't doing or what our city isn't yeah. doing, but like what can we personally do? Um, so I offer a way for people to buy less plastic and to get a lot of their products without like single use and plastic. So that was one of the reasons, cause I am very like educational based at, I want to teach people why are we doing swaps? And I think that's one of the goals that we have mm-hmm. is when we want to expand this, um, going, going on a rabbit trail here, but <laughs> go on, yeah, so dig deeper we come at it from like the, the fashion industry is the second biggest polluter it is behind plastic and so i that is like a big initiative and i think that a lot of people don't really realize so people do the goodwill dumps um Mm -hmm. but most of what you donate to goodwill does not go to goodwill it either gets sent to a landfill or it gets sent overseas the u.s exports one billion pounds of clothing every year and sends 12 million to u.s landfills Mm -hmm. so that is what's happening when we send stuff to Goodwill. And even a lot of people just give to thrift stores more than they can take. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always want to encourage people only give to Goodwill what is in good condition because. Yeah, they're not sorting well, through yeah. every little thing. No. They don't have the time for that. And we're mindful it's, of that too. Yeah. We go through and if things have holes, stains, or not wearable, we do not give them to the mission mm-hmm. because we want to respect the mission yeah. and what they're doing. and. And, to make money. and when people come in, it's not they're not giving you just like one to five items. They'll give you bags of items. No, we usually cap it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you guys yeah. are going to stress no. yourselves out. We We're, don't have like a lot of storage. Like we have some storage, but not a ton. So yeah, we try to cap it at like five to eight items sometimes. Um, and then, but they can always bring less. Sometimes people will bring just one item, you know, just to test it out and see how they like it. I think that would be easiest too. And when you were talking about carbon footprint, I mean, we hear all the time celebrities talking about carbon footprints, but then, you know, they also have private jets. So, like, I yeah, don't know yeah. what they're really talking about. How did you get into, okay, this is, I'm basically going to make this my passion and my focus. Was there something that happened to you? Like, did you get a paper cut with something that was plastic? <laughs> I mean, you were like, yes, F this yes. guy. I got hit by a plastic truck. <laughs> see? See, that would do it. <laughs> no, it was kind of a, a slow progression. So, I'm a military spouse, um, and so we lived in Oklahoma for a while. There was no recycling at all. And so that was like, because I was taught, like, reduce, reduce, reuse recycling was, like, the way to live. Yes. And I realized, like, no, recycling is not the end goal. We have to get things that are meant to last and can be reused. And so in Oklahoma, our family transitioned into buying things that can just be reused and try to avoiding plastic. And then we lived in Germany which is leaps and bounds better than our country in terms of I've heard. everything environmental, <laughs> but heard. plastic. Um, and so I realized like, oh, this is totally feasible. It's already in the fabric of their culture. They're doing it. 
I realized it was not hard. Um, and so, like, that's part of it. It's like you are – you have to change your lifestyle or your way of doing things. And I realized, oh, it's actually not that hard. You just have to be committed to it. Yeah. I, I heard something crazy. Like, I think when you actually look at all of the things that have plastic, some of them will just – blow you out of the park I think band-aids was one of the things that I heard Mm -hmm. what were some of the things that you found when you were like researching this band-aid is is always an example I use it's it's crazy gum Gum is made from the same things that make inner tubes that's disgusting yeah Yeah. and it's 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 gross yeah (laughs) unfortunately like the eco alternatives are not good gum Uh, they're okay but like, sometimes there's not good alternatives. But yeah, those are those are some big ones. Um, but I think like a stat of like only eight percent of all plastic gets recycled. Like, oh really is like gosh. sheds a light on like, mm-hmm. okay, there has we need to do something else. Yeah, because it's it's so hard to actually you know when you're putting it in certain containers, but you don't know what they're doing with those things in the container. You don't see the process mm-hmm. of like that bottle that you recycled or x y and z so i think that's i wish there was a way where we could track it maybe in the future just putting it out there yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think that the same goes with fashion like i think that we're now like the plastic people are talking about that more um and i think we just want to bring that same dialogue to textiles and to the fat to fashion industry within the savannah within our realm our reachable yeah something attainable not intimidating to the consumer as well like we try to make it as accessible as possible and you guys are doing fantastic with that seriously it's so community-based it's you know who is giving you the clothes so you have that like one-on-one connection too and you said earlier that you wanted to do other things like hobbies and you had clothing and then I think, did you say books? Mm-hmm. Yeah, book swap. Mm-hmm. That is so cute. We've so. had a couple of those, too. and they've been yeah. successful. Yeah. Get out. Because like, I don't reread books. Why do I have yeah. that on my shelf? No. <laughs> but then it, but then you have, like, little notes in the books, too. Can can they still bring those in, or yeah. they yeah. you're done with them? Yeah. No, those are that's fun. I feel like it's kind of like seeing the... Like a message in the bottle, like where has it been? Yes. Like, like uh, what story does this book have? It's great. Yeah. And it's been fun too. Like I have been wearing something that I got in a swap at one point and like a customer will come in and they're like, that used to be mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's fun. Uh-huh. I really like that culture because of how small Savannah is. Yeah. Um, you get, you get those personal touches. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a really enjoyable and like happy feeling when, I donate something like say I donated it to Goodwill. I'm never going to see that again, but yeah. I'm taking it to a swap and I'm seeing someone else like bring a whole new life to the piece. Like if that's not like fulfilling in a whole different way, then like, I don't even know, you know? And we are hosting a fashion show later on in September where we'll drop more details later, <laughs> but we would, we're trying to get like some vendors, some different kind of vendors and like, you guys are amazing. We would love to have you guys. Or even if you if you guys are too busy, like your recommendations of like what works best. Because mm-hmm. whatever this is, I love. Yeah. <laughs> so We'd love to be a part yeah. of it somehow. Yeah. And I know I said that I would get them out of here in a few minutes because they have to go to work. They are important business <laughs> ladies. But just a few more questions and then we'll, we'll wrap up. When you talked about Lightfoot Company, what other things are you doing? Like, 
if someone walked in, what can they expect? Yeah, so basically I, I frame it as everything that they need or that they use every day that comes in a single-use package, we have available for refills. So you can bring in your own container or we sell containers, we have free ones, and you can fill up your hand soap, dish soap, shampoo, face toner, moisturizers, and then you keep coming back every time it's empty and refilling. So you can essentially wipe out your single-use packaging that you need just in your everyday essentials. And then if you're getting these packages like delivered, you're really helping out. And w But how do you pick the products, though, of like what goes in it for sunscreen and soap? and? Yeah, so it is a lot of like... Um, I do a lot of samples to make sure that this is a good product. I vet the company to make sure that the company is good. I try to use local if there's a local company that is making it. Obviously, that's the best for our carbon mm -hmm. footprint to not be shipping large gallons, you know, of stuff. Um, I try to make sure that it is, like, ethically made. And then we try to make um, pro the products clean. Yes. Um, unfortunately, like, the clean industry and the sustainable industry haven't don't overlap all the way, which is sad. R really? Um, I think because with the large amounts you're buying, you need some amount of preservatives in there. Um, so I think eventually that would be the huge goal. But we need a lot of manufacturers to get on board with sustainability, too, to make that. But Yeah. And then are you, do you have kind of a metric that you use? Like, okay, there's two brands I need to pick from for a new sunscreen. Like, how do you decide which one to ultimately do? Uh, sometimes it's trial and error. And sometimes I get samples. Like the other day I had, um, I got samples of the these lotion little pods. So it's essentially like single use lotion that are solid. And so you grab one of those and you use it as lotion. And I had them out. I say, hey, try some of these. Give me your honest feedback. Would you buy it? We, we will not be buying those lotion. Um, and so I don't want it just me, right? Because I, you know, I want What was wrong with example. the lotion? Uh, was scent was a big thing um, as oh, well as kind fragrance. of like, um, it, it was a little stickier than people liked or people, it's a new concept, right? Yeah, the uh, idea sounds, it, also I think that people have like different dryness levels too. So sure. I don't even know how that would work if someone's like super oily or Yeah, our flaky. liquid lotion is good too. Yeah. So, People are like, well, that's easy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds good, too. Before I get you guys out of here, is there any events that are coming up that you want to push or yes. anything that... Yeah? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We, yeah, we have a really big one um, at Starlin Yard. It's a back-to-school swap. Um, we're hoping it's going to be, like, our biggest of the year. Um, it's K through 8, so all of the parents that are listening to this, uh, please bring your kids' clothing items. Uh, we're doing early drop-off the 8th. It started yesterday, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday until the 14th, I believe, is our Yeah, cutoff. Friday. Yeah, okay. until Friday. Um, at both of our stores, so at Starland Strange or Lightfoot, they're right next door to each other. Um, we have a little bit different hours, so if you can't make it in a certain window, the other store kind of can fill in that need but yeah it's gonna be july 7 16th, 16th 16th at starlin yard and um from yeah. i was gonna say for is there like what time 12 to 2, two? Mm -hmm. okay yeah, yeah. it's so, a shorter swap yeah some of the bigger ones we do drop off ahead of time mm -hmm. because we really want the user experience to be seamless so by dropping up ahead of time on sunday when they come to get their swaps everything will be organized by mm -hmm. size um, and so that they can just come in and they know that I have a kindergartner and so they can look through all, you know, mm -hmm. that size clothes. Yeah. 
I know that kindergarten isn't a size, but but yeah, I mean, we, kids, we don't are, have kids, kids are growing. Yeah. Kids are growing here. so fast. Like yeah. this yeah. is super helpful. Yeah, seriously, you can bring up to eight items. Yeah, and we're items. also doing like lunch boxes backpacks, and backpacks yeah. too. Because, uh, you know, this some kids so are like, you can't have the same backpack yeah. two years in a row. Yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't want the same backpack. I was also a very bougie kid yeah. and was serious about yeah. my backpack style. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that, you know, this will be a, a big big yeah. event and a big help um, mm-hmm. to, you know, that age range. Yeah, and I don't even, I don't think I, like, touched on Starlin Yard that much. I mean, I know you guys have ice cream, too, which I've eaten. Mm-hmm. And then the clothing, though, I don't think I've shopped there. Is it? thriftable or is it kind of a mixture so at strange um at strong strange we have our own merchandise that we make so that's kind of where we um try to differentiate ourselves from the other stores like in our area and things like that because we have the thrifting we have like so many different i mean bull street is packed with all those great local spots they are um so yeah at strange we have a mixture of local artists a lot of like i would say we're a little bit more gift oriented than clothes oriented um because it is just the merchandise we make ourselves and we actually make it in savannah it's all like sourced here oh wait really sister stores yeah so it's great. We we are totally in-house with all of our merchandise that we make. Um, we make a lot of our own stickers and stuff. I'm actually the graphic designer, so that's kind of where I tie in to Get Strange out. and all of that. Yeah, so I'm making all the merchandise over there, and then we have a bunch of local artists and things like that. But, yeah, we try to keep everything in the store kind of in-house and things that we're making. And then our ice cream, which is also, like, central to Georgia as well. So Because when people say, like, they make stuff, it's usually a T-shirt that says Savannah, Georgia on it. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that's you know. But you guys, I was surprised because you actually have different graphics, different colors, yes, different lengths. Yeah. Like, it's very stylish. I mean, yeah. Savannah, Georgia <laughs> shirts are also very stylish. Go support local. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I was your stuff is, like, really fun, too. Yeah. So when you were in school, you did you study fashion or I fashion merchandising? I studied graphic design, actually, yeah. So that's kind of where my background comes in. Um, but I've always kind of made my own things as well. So I have kind of a, a broad mixture. I'm, like, a serial hobbyist. So I get bored very easily and I have to start something new and learn a whole new project and kind of task. So I've kind of dabbled in lots of things. I used to make rugs for like two years. It, yeah, I, again, I'm that's a popular. Oh, hobby yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just sitting in my apartment. It's like one of those things like your slack line. It's moved with me like six times and it's still just in the box now. No, I love those. The only thing is like you can it only works for like bathroom rugs. Yeah. Like once you get past a certain length, I mean, I think it's yeah, it's, it's like tough. wall pieces. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's you very don't actually step up on it because yeah. it's so nice. Mm hmm. Um, and Day does all the graphics and branding for Starlin Swaps too. Yes, she is, yeah. she is behind oh, all, the, all the beauty behind that. Follow us for sure, Starlin Swaps on Instagram. Follow Starlin Swaps. Follow. Wait, I want to. I don't want to do the wrong at Lightfoot Company mm-hmm. and then the wrong Starlin Strange. So what is it? But you got it right at yeah. Lightfoot Company. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Light is L I T E Foot That's, Company. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. at Starlin Strange. Yeah, but yeah, it's Starlin Swaps, Starlin Strange, Lightfoot Company. Check out all of our spots. And then do you guys want to drop, drop your personal Instas too, or we'll save that for another day? We can save that for another yeah. day. It's boring. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, They're no, all pictures of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so if you Which want to. that boring. <laughs> oh, Katie's dog is very, very cute. Well, it, I mean, it's, it's not like you're one of those who has like their own dog Insta, which... I do follow a lot of those, yeah. but that's okay. 
You can just go to Lightfoot and see Katie's yeah. dog. Dog, anyway. Yeah, shop dog, <laughs> yeah. so come in anytime. Thank you, ladies, so much for stopping by the studio today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for yeah, having us. Yeah, thank you us. for having us. Yeah. This is great. This is awesome. Now into my favorite part of the episode, fashion news of the week. Sheen is really putting in work, honey, to rebrand their image. So they grew, uh, grew, they flew out a group of social media influencers to China to kind of, you know, post content from its warehouses, investigate as if influencers are journalists, but look into what they're doing, make sure everything looks good. So. They saw how clean the factories were. They asked questions like, how long does it take you to get to work? How many hours a day do you work? Do you know about child labor laws? And they were surprised when the employees, they had no clue. They were blind. They said, honey, it's above us. You know, we work six to eight hours. We work 10, 15 minutes from work. We love our jobs. They said how happy they were. They even showed them this one area where it was what was it called? An Asheen Innovation Center. I'm just gonna let you do what you do with on that. But this reminds me of like when corporate leaders, you know, visit small locations and all of the workers look so happy. Yes, they want to keep their jobs, honey. Anyways, when they posted this to the internet, the internet kind of ripped them to shreds as the internet does. It didn't really go over too well. You know, people were quick to call them out. They said it looks like a PR stunt. It looks like propaganda. Several of those influencers have now deleted those videos. You know, this pulls me in both directions because I kind of feel bad for the influencers. I feel like they're going to get way more backlash than Sheen ever will. And they're not really journalists at the end of the day. But, you know... They did create something that was misleading. They do have a platform, so they do need to be held responsible to some extent. The whole situation is just meh. Anyways, moving forward. So the Barbie movie finally had their premiere for the celebrities, not the common folk. Nicki Minaj was there. Of course, she's done her Barb's Barbie thing for about a decade now. Issa Rae was there. America Ferreira was there. I was really surprised that Tyra Banks wasn't there. She had an entire Barbie movie in the mid 2000s, but you know, not my jurisdiction. Margot Robbie was there, of course, and she wore Scaparelli. Another surprise because Valentino is basically the innovator of Barbie Core. And speaking of Valentino, their creative director, I don't want to butcher his name, it's very Italian. Per, their creative director, he developed the hot shade of pink color directly with Pantone. And you guys know Pantone declared magenta pink, the color of 2023. The Barbie movie comes out in 2023. And basically, Barbie's running the world. Well, no, not actually, but their press campaign is insane. Go check out the movie. It comes out July 20th. Last but not least, I want to get into some personal predictions for 2023 fashion trends. I mean, as we all know, fashion industry is always one step and six months ahead. But in terms of what I'm currently seeing, I'm seeing a lot of the big puffy sleeves come back, a lot of the ruched blouses, a lot of shoes, in particular heels, that don't make any sense, but 
people like it because it's cute. And I think that we're moving into this more of an art piece, like what we wear is incorporate is very creative. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that we have a lot of more, a lot more creative people in today's society, in terms of influencers, YouTubers, content creators, I mean, even older generations, they are now getting into social media with their own personal passions. And so I wonder if that is really capturing the zeitgeist of it. I don't know. But that's what I'm thinking we're moving into a more art form of clothing. Let me know your thoughts. I have really fun plans this weekend. I'm going to go see Mr. Polka Dot's parents in DC. So hopefully next week I can give you an episode, a little recap about that. Anyways, hope you have an amazing week. Bye-bye. That's what's out. That's what's in. See you next week on next week's trend. Follow me at Take It Off Show and I'll see you next Tuesday at 5 p.m.